Hi everyone from me, Brent Graham. We're back again with the handicap rugby chat that matters. Took a week off last week because quite frankly, there was very little rugby on the go. And one of my guests, Henrik Swart and myself, were just discussing before we came on here. It's actually quite nice to have a little bit of a rugby break. And with that, on that note, let me welcome back the Undertaker, Henrik. Henrik, good to have you on the show, mate. A bit of a quiet couple of weeks from a rugby betting point of view. Hi, Brent. Yeah, um, I haven't started that well um, with the rugby chat. So um, it's actually been nice for me to have a week off because my, my form isn't the best. Um, but yeah, looking forward to this weekend. Um, last week of the rugby champs and yeah, building up to the World Cup. Can't wait, wait for the World Cup. Excellent. We're welcoming some of the guys already in the live chat. <coughs> Farid is there. It looks like Farid is at a Hurricanes uh, sort of a emoji. Well, not emoji. What's it? A profile pic you got there. And Shark Brain also joining us as well. Let's go down to the bottom, and we're having a little bit of sound interference. I'm muting him when he's not on air. I'm just remembered to unmute him when he talks. But welcome <laughs> back. It's been a while since you've been on the show. Mondo, good to have you on, mate. Yeah, how's it, guys? It's lucky to be back. And yeah, I have to agree, it is quite nice to take that little break, especially knowing that MPC starts next week, World Cup coming up. It's going to be weekends are going to be super sport graveyards. So it's nice to take one where there's really no, not much choice. You know, you got to just take a bit of a break. No, that's for sure. But we do have some quality rugby to get through this week. Farid just saying rugby league has actually been quite good for him. But we're going to be talking, obviously, rugby championship here, Mondo. I've got the, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because I think it's all over while they're shouting. A bit of a, the outside betting scrolling down below. 1 to 11 New Zealand, South Africa 11 to 2. And of course, Aussies at 90 to 1. Is there any chance New Zealand don't win the rugby championship? Uh, it's going to take, that's the thing that I've been a strong Eddie fan all through and he's let me down and let me down and I've just got this quiet niggling out that he's going to pull some kind of magic maybe on Saturday and, you know, if that happens, then uh, miracles can happen. Look, logic says no, logic says the All Blacks have it, um, but Eddie Jones and the way he talks so much crap and gets in the heads and talking about this is going to affect New Zealand's economy, the loss and the prime minister, that kind of stuff, it does play on people's minds, surely. And that kind of pressure and, you know, Bowden Barrett pressure is not his favorite thing in the world. And, you know what I mean? Like, rugby's a game about chances. And if Carter Gordon takes his, one of the All Blacks don't, I don't know. It's <laughs> miracles can happen, saying. I guess. I think I have to agree with Veridia. I think zero chance. I'm not saying that Australia don't have a chance, but I would be very surprised to see to see um, New Zealand not win it from here. Unfortunately, I was on Australia at the spot. Let's get into the action. Um, Hendrik, I'll start off with with you. Let's talk about the first game. Um, Australia. We, this handicap opened eleven and a half, and it's uh, it was pretty stable actually because of course these caps opened almost two weeks ago now when the last games took place. Yeah. Uh, it was quite stable at 11 and a half. I actually went nine and a half initially. But after the team news, a bit of a blowout in the handicap. It's up to 16.5. Uh, Australia, of course, underdogs. And we got a high points line here, Henrik, of 59 and a half. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, Brent, the points actually opened up this morning at 56 and a half. So there has been, looks like, either, either money for, for the for the, for the overs or just a bit of an adjustment. Um I'm expecting points in this one, but but I didn't expect the quote to be as high as it was. 60 points for an opening quote for a test match between New Zealand and Australia is a very big quote, especially 
for All Blacks being an away team. Um, last year they had a, a high scoring game that game that um, Bernard Foley had the brain fought at the end and it take, took too long. Um, yeah. So you, you obviously have to expect points here, and Wayne Barnes is the ref. He's an overs ref, so. It's tough. I would have I would have loved the points line about 52, 53 and off there, about seven points less. And we're all over the, the overs. But you obviously can't make a case for the unders. But it's just high. I'm going to go, Brent, I'm going to go overs on Aussie points. I think it's 20, 20 and off thereabouts. At home, at the MCG, 85, 5,000 people. I think they can score a bit of points here. They've got an exciting team. Um I'm not very confident on the handicap, but I also think they might just be being a home game. Australia at home, 16 points underdogs. That's a big, um, big handicap actually being at home, right? And I, I know there's not going to be a lot of people um, agreeing with me on that one because you can't really make a case for them with the All Blacks playing like they are in Australia the way they've played. And you know how I, I used well how I feel about Ian Foster and the All Blacks, but they're they're actually off my naughty list. Um, they've been playing really well the last two games, so I, I I'm not. It's not like I'm default going against them anymore because they are actually playing really good rugby. It looks like the forwards has um, have improved a lot under Jason Ryan. So you've got to take them seriously. But 16 points for me, Australia Adam. That that just feels way too big and with Eddie Jones you don't know what to expect so I, on the handicap I, I feel the plus is the way to go but I, I like the, the overs in Australia more yeah I think the players uh, Australia over 20 and a half points I can see them scoring three points three tries here maybe getting a late consolation try to get the over 20 points for you so yeah my call is uh, overs on Australia points here right just having a look at some of the uh, other comments here, Stephen Marks, uh, Farid had said it's moved to 18 and a half in places. He's saying that's too high. Farid reckons still doable, though, for the All Blacks. And um, Shark Brain says uh, Vinavulu still plays with league mentality. Aussies are dooms. Uh, sorry, uh, Johan's coming in with Aussies on the cap. And be strong also on the plus. Now, I'm having to mute Mondo, so sorry about that, Mondo. Uh, but I am unmuting you when you speak. Just getting a bit of background interference there. But I saw you at one point there when Henrik said... Aussie's points, I think it was. You put your hand up as if to say, you've just taken my bet, sir. 1,000%. That's that's what I've been eyeing. I mean, what a wild time to be alive. In 2023, Australia 6-1 to one at home. Like, it just shows how far they've fallen. Um, like you said, a 16 and a half, now you say 18 and a half cap at home. And ironically, this is the team, kind of, that people were calling for against South Africa at the beginning. This is what they wanted us to pick and they wanted Eddie to do. And now he's done it and they've reacted negatively. It's kind of strange. I would have thought, they would have thought this is the exciting team. Either they're going to, you know, they're going to concede, but they're going to score. I 100% agree with Hendrik that this team has points in them. And it's sitting at, when I checked earlier, Oz is 18 and a half at uh, just basically evens, which is, I think, so low. I think they... Were you, getting, were you getting that line, um, Mondo? Or where did you see that? Poker bet. Poker bet, they Poker had 18 bet, okay. and a half, and then they had 20 and a half. Right. And something that I've sort of had a little bit of success on, and I, it can be quite fun, but also hairy, is the halftime points. And I think if the total is 20 and a half, if they are anything under 10 of Australia, I would say slam. 
But 10.5, I would still say, because I think they come out guns blazing. I think they, they start fast, um, but they run out of puff. But I 100% think there's there's plenty of points in this game. Even at 56, 57, I think it can go over. I think, and it's like I said, it's dirty for me to say this, but an attempting punt is unders on New Zealand points. Um, for some reason, I just think that's a little bit high. It's creeping up. It's 37 now, maybe 38. And I thought to myself, it just looks a little bit high. I don't think they're going to give Oz a thrashing. I think they win. But I just, I don't know if it's the thrashing that people think. I don't know. Maybe I'm way off and it ends up being a drubbing. But I think Eddie Jones has always been the kind of coach who can target one game, can target one tournament. You know what I mean? He, and I think this has been his focus all along. And he knows the rugby championship means nothing. So it's the Bledisloe and World Cup. And I think he's, I don't know, I'm, maybe I'm completely off. But I think he's going to have some surprises and expect a team that can draw. Brent, yeah, it's quite interesting. Actually, with with sorry, that, that, last, that last, sorry, Brent, that last point of Mondo, I actually read an article yesterday, I can't remember where, where one of the Australian players said they've been um, planning for this game since April. So Eddie has been targeting the Bledisloe. Yeah, it's quite interesting as well. I mean, I, I tend to agree with both of you guys in the sense that I can hear you both leaning Australia on the plus. And, and But it's just hard to make a case for a day based on what we've seen so far. It's got to be a bit of gut feel that's coming in there. And I'm with you guys there. I think Australia can do it. You know, Australia giving me a, well, uh, they've given me my only winner of the rugby championship. I'm, I was over 30.5 points against Argentina, and they got two late tries to deliver it. But they cost me big time in the first week. And I, I must say, I'm not looking at this rugby championship with any with any wild confidence. But it sounds like we're all sort of singing off the same hymn sheet there. I'm going to go on to the next game. And Mondo, I'm going to come up with, with you on this one. We've got the box here. This opened at 18 and a half. It's been pretty stable, I think, all week. The box obviously favorites it's at Ellis Park. And we've got a points line here of 54.5. So, yeah, give me your views on this one. I, I mean, I actually thought the cap would be a bit less, but I haven't been able to convince myself to back Argentina on the plus. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing, is that even though it's a big cap, you still will never have confidence. And I've been chatting with um, with Crow about this game this week. And the way I can see it going is the boss blow them out of the water in the first half. Like a like bonus point wrapped up first half. And then they maybe take their foot off the gas a little bit. And Argentina scored two or three late ones. I can see so it ends up being like a 45-22 kind of scoreline where Argentina have sort of come back late. So I think this book team have got... All the, all the pace, all the players, that back line, I'm not going to say they're going to be grinders and defensive kingpins. They're going to score points. And I think the, the lack of combination between 9 and 10 on attack, I've got no worries. I think they're both attack-minded and it'll work. But defensively, there could be uh, a little bit of miscommunications and things like that. Just not used to playing with each other. Argentina will score some points, but box comfortably. Box points, 36 and a half. I think they could, it could end up being a, a, a huge score, but I think they, they come out early. They blow them away. Argentina are nowhere in that first half and then maybe creep back. The second, um, eight and a half or minus eight and a half half time is kind of, kind of intriguing for books. 
because Libok, they're not going to take the kicks. They're not going to go for pause. They're going to tries. Massive rolling ball. Uh, I can just see it being a bloodbath for Argentina. At, and remember, it's Ninaba and a couple of the players' final home test ever. So you think, you know, that, you know, emotion can sometimes be bad, but I think this book team into the World Cup, I think all the ingredients are there for this to be a, a statement match, a, a bit of a shellacking. And 18 and a half, you're never going to feel confident. You know, and even if Argentina score a quick try, 10 points up, you know that the box is just going to come roaring. And, yeah, but the back line, they've got points. I mean, if, if, if there's a line on tries, box over five and a half would probably be, if that's available, that would also be nice. Maybe yeah. score six, yeah, six tries, I'd say box, maybe even more. But if that's a line of like five and a half, I think that could be that could be good. Yeah, and I see Farid making the comment about RG saving themselves for next week. So as much as you say in the box, probably want to make a bit of a statement. I also wonder, Australia made a big statement. I mean, sorry, Argentina made a big statement in Australia. But are they going to be at that same intensity for this box game? I'm, I'm not sure. So I tend to agree with a lot of what you said there. And I find myself also leaning towards points here at, at 54 and a half. Henrik, what do you think of Please. this one? I know one thing, you're not going to be taking a halftime handicap bet because as you and I pointed out on Twitter, that's not really our forte. No, I'm terrible at halftime handicaps, Ben. I've had a lot of <laughs> big bets, uh, that things that look good at, on halftime handicap and I've lost. So, yeah, I, I've learned over the years it's not my thing. I assure, yeah, I, I'm staying out of the half, any halftime handicap. Brent, at Alice Park, you always have to lean points. Um, 54 and a half actually seems very low for, for Alice Park, even though it, it's, a, it's a test match. Um, I, I'm, I like the box here. I, I just I just feel that they're going to bounce back here. I like the team that they've picked. Um, obviously, last week, or two weeks ago, would be a big disappointment. They would have targeted that game in New Zealand. They, they were right in the second half. They, they were blown out um, game in the first 15 minutes um, and I expect a, a, a bounce back here um, and I actually even though I've said over 54 and a half I expect a good um, defensive performance from the box as well and I expect them to dominate up front and staff Argentina off ball so um, box minus I like the minus because I expect a good defensive um, effort from the box and with the team they've picked um, the, the back line, getting good um, ball from the forwards. I expect points from the box. Um, exciting wings. Um, Vili there. Marnie. I, 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 I'm nervous about Marnie, but I, I, I've changed a bit and I, I, I'm giving him a chance. I like him a bit these days. So, so yeah, it's strange. I, I'm not sure whether I'm, I'm bringing myself over correctly, but I'm, I'm, you're getting I'm, soft, Henrik. You're getting soft yeah. in your old age there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm changing to a Marnie fan, if I can say it like that. Yeah. He's, he played well in that first game against Australia. So, yeah, I've, I've got to give him a chance. Um, so, yeah, and, and Jesse Krill, strangely, I've always been a big Jesse Krill fan. He's very good on defence. And you, we all know your number three. 13, he is the more, he is like the, the guy who organizes the defense in the, in the back line. He's the most important guy in defense. And he's, he's defensively, Jesse is very good. So I like Jesse being there. <clears throat> so box on the minus, Brent. And I think box overs on points, like Mondo said. 
Um, I, I'm a bit bit skeptical skeptic about Argentina points. I'm not sure about them. Box minus and box others for me. Yeah. Retain the box uh, qualities that can be useful if surrounded by calm heads. And I saw Pierre Killian also popping in, and he just mentioned unders on Argentina. You were saying a bit uncertain on Argentina points, Henrik. Would you go unders or overs though if pushed? What's the Argentina points, Brent? Uh, I haven't seen what the Argentina half. points, Armando. 17 and a half. 17. Yeah, well, at, I wouldn't go unders. No, at, at Alice Park, that's dangerous. So I won't go yeah, unders there. They, they they've got like those pacey quick backs and intercept try mm. at the end. You know, yeah, and they've also he, got, is, is Buffelli playing? Is, is Buffelli starting? Because, I mean, he can mm. kick a long penalty as well. So they'll score. He, you know, they no, he's not playing. Point. He's you know, not playing. He's not in the uh, 23. Okay. So, if, if, in my opinion, in my opinion, if you fancy unders on Argentina, you have to go with the minus. The minus is a better bet than okay, rather than unders, right? Yeah, you're so right, that, that's fair enough. And yeah, anything else, Mondo, for you on that way, on that game? Um, what else did I? I thought any try scorers? Um, are you are you into your try scorers or not? Sometimes, like the league, when you have a little dabble on that, geez, it's a try scorer. That that can be quite fun. Um, in this game, you can't look further than KLA, the Whispering Death. Um, yeah, I think he, I think he will definitely be be tempting the score sheets. Um, a, a, a sort of a, a thing I saw that could be quite good is second half points over twenty eight and a half, because I think historically altitude, running out of path, reserves. You know, so I think you figure Argentina might sneak two one. And you think the box, two, maybe three, that might be worth having a little a little nibble at. But I mean, there's also in-play options if things are going that way. But yeah, box points, it, it seems like a no-brainer. I 100% agree. All right, on the box there. Let's move on to the other internationals. We're probably not going to spend as long. And I know Henrik and myself haven't done much research on these. Unless Henrik spent the last hour frantically re-researching. But uh, Henrik, I will ask your, your general views on that, but I, I think uh, Mondo is probably going to lead us through these. We've got three games. The first one, Mondo, Samoa minus three and a half against Fiji. I did see a comment just before I came on air on the Good for Game forum by Shaft, who's certainly one of our shrewder punters, and he says, no ways Fiji should be underdogs in this game. What do you reckon? Looking at the team sheets, um, they both have picked a good, they're both good sides. Like, these teams are going to be handfuls at the World Cup, and they're both full strength. Um, Samoa, I think, in my opinion, have the better forward pack. But Fiji have a wild back line. And for the first time since I've been a rugby guy, they might have found a fly-off in Caleb Muntz. He's young, but he's going to be good. He could have the goods. And if that, if that back line can be unlocked by a good fly-off, they are in good hands for the next couple of years. Um, if you can get points on this line on this game, anything, literally anything under sixty, take it. They, there's going to be so many points. They, they both attack minded. The Islanders don't tackle against each other. I do agree that they might have the wrong favorite. I would say three and a half. You know, you take if you if you fancy Fiji, you don't take the you don't take the handicap. You take them outright. But Joe, if you can take points. You wake up at, I think it's 2 o'clock in the morning, you wake up at 2 and you watch some fireworks or you check the highlights while you're having coffee. Points for wins points. 
and if pushed, I would say Fiji probably will will pip it down. Well, I've got to go to Henrik now. As I say, I know he hasn't done a lot of homework, but what would the Oracle say in this situation, Henrik? If he thinks it's a wrong favourite, do you back them on the handicap or do you fire them on the board? No, the handicap is a waste of time and waste of money, Brent. You just take Fiji for a win here. Yeah. I agree yeah. with, um, with with like like you, like Mondo said, um, and like like you said, Shaw posted that as well, and I. I actually rate Shaft's post as well. He, he doesn't post a lot, but when he posts, you can actually take it seriously. So, yeah, I agree. Um, Fiji to win the game, even though it's a away game. Um, Samoa, they're all right, but, but Fiji are a quality team. And Fiji, uh, they, they've been, um, they had a very good training camp from what I saw on Twitter for the World Cup. And they are, after Pacific teams, they are the best. Um, and, you know, I expect a very good World Cup from them. I'm looking forward to that game when they play Wales. I think that uh, we might just have an upset there. So, yeah, I'll fit you to win this game. Well, I'm going to come back to some comments. Um, I've got to come back to some comments. Uh, Darren Holiday made a comment about marks anytime, and I see you responded to him, Henrik. And I'll, I want to talk about that at the end of the, end of the internationals, um, the try score. Amanda, anything else on that one before we move on? No, I was just going to say, Henrik's exactly right about, about you know, you don't waste your time on the, on the handicap there. But the Fijians, the narrative that's going around is there's 10 debutants or whatever it is. But remember, these guys all play together for Fijian Drua. So it might be their first time they're locking partnership for Fiji, but they've played together 10 times. So I think the combinations, whilst they are debutants, the combinations are there from... And that was the whole point of Fijindria. And look how it's benefiting them. Look, it's they're going to be the surprise package of the World Cup. So, yeah, I, I like them. I like Fiji. You always have, but now they actually are worth worth throwing some money at. Right, Joel. It sounds like we're all going to be on Fiji out right there. Next game, Japan minus nine and a half against Tonga. Take us away on that one, Mondo. So, I don't understand the sentiment here. Um, the only book that I've seen that had that had on for this was uh, Wall Street, what's called World Sport, WSB, World Sports World Sports yeah, Betting, w yes. Yeah. And it's Tonga were 4-1 to one against, and I'm thinking, no ways. Japan haven't been that impressive to me this this autumn. I mean, this autumn, this this series. Michael Leach, I think, is a big loss because I really like him as a captain. And this Tongan side's got some quality in it. It's not crap. Like, there's some quality sprinkled. Is a good forward pack. They've got a couple of really good backs. The cap's eight and a half, like Farid says. But once again, like I'm almost tempted to say, give them a, a crack on the board. At four to one, geez, I think they've got it wrong. I think it, it, it should be much closer, like the like the Samoa Fiji game. Um, at eight and a half, you can feel quite confident, I, I would say. You know, once again, I think points will be the case. Matthew Carley, oh, I don't mind him. But Joe, this, this this thing, I think the bookies haven't they haven't priced this right. I I didn't want to say anything. I was like, have they made a mistake? And then you start doubting yourself and start thinking I'm the one who's made the mistake. But it just looks too high. It looks like they've got it wrong. Um, yeah, eight and a half, too much, and four to one on the board. It's worth it. I think it's worth having a little dabble if you if if you've made some money in the other games. The only problem is this game is on. There's an overlap with the. All Blacks, Oz games. Obviously, you're not going to be able to watch. We're not going to want to watch. But, yeah, I think I think it's a bit of a thing. Oh, Stephen, I don't know. Maybe. 
I, I don't know. This game's throwing me because yeah. this is a good Tongan side. It's a good Tongan side. Yeah, Fareed's in agreement with you. He thinks Tonga can win the game. Henrik, mm. it's starting to look like in these internationals, it might be a weekend where you just back, you put a multiple together with all the underdogs on the board. Yeah, Brent, I'm not sure about this one. Um, where, where's this game being played? Is it in Japan? Um, yeah, Hanazono <laughs> Rugby Stadium. Okay, okay, because uh, yeah, um, the Pacific Nations Cup sometimes all the games that is being played at one. So it could be at one and stuff like that. Yeah, Adam, I, I'm on Japan here, um, Brent and Wanda. Sorry, but yeah, um, I hear you about Tonga, and on, on paper they've got a quality side. They, they've um, got a few ex All Blacks and Aussies and stuff that they they've got back. Um, they've got a good coach um, Totakefu. But yeah, Japan, and like Mondo said, Japan hasn't been that um, impressive. But I I just like Japan. And normally they are good to me in the way they are coached and stuff. So, Adam, yeah, Japan, yeah, I, I'm probably going to be way wrong, but I like Japan, yeah. Right, let's move it's on to the final international. But... Sorry, Mondo. Yeah. No, 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 it's just, it's one of those games where there's not there's not like a real confident tangible feel about it it's just kind of a it could go either way it's you know, there's no value yeah that's mm. exactly right i think put it this way add them in like a, with the plus maybe on a on a cheeky or at, like like uh, mm. brent says on a on an unders double underdog double for a little cheeky one but it's not worth <clears> getting <throat> properly involved i'm just laughing because my kids use the word cheeky all the time <laughs> it's like a cheeky this a cheeky that and i know you love your your cheeky your cheeky doubles that you post on Twitter. <laughs> and then um well let me start with henrik on this one um i don't know henrik i haven't had a chance to look at this game i actually but but yeah we got obviously scotland playing against italy i guess this is pretty much a, the start of the warm-up games for them as far as the world cup goes scotland minus 13 and a half have you had a chance at all to look at this one cheers brent We'll have to have a look at the teams here. You have, yeah. I have no idea what team Scotland or Italy have picked here. So, yeah, it's very tough making a call on this one. Um, I, I just, obviously, Scotland Scotland first, so the game is in Scotland. Um, Italy on the plus. Italy, they're not that bad. They're playing good rugby. Um, but, yeah, so. Do you want to have a look? No, no. So we'll see, Mondo, the, Mondo, have you looked at the teams? Afarid saying the Scottish team is out. Yeah, so but, um, the both teams are out. The Scottish team is quite decent, actually. It's young, but it's good. They've gone, they've gone solid. They've got a good forward pack, decent backline. Like, you know, it's it's kind of getting there to what the World Cup team is going to be. It's not, you know, a, a, a mishmash. The Italy side are, are missing a lot of their top guys. Their flanker, the fullback, Tommy Allen's the fly off, and I don't rate him. Even the Cape Town boy, don't rate him. Um, yeah, I think Scotland is the way to go on this one. I think they make a statement at home. Italy, I think, are blooding a lot of youngsters, giving guys a bit of an opportunity, leaving the stars at home. Scotland at home. Yeah, Scotland on this one. I think if the weather, I see weather there. If the weather. Oh, yeah, I see uh, WJ says uh, WJ says 50-50 uh, on the weather. So it could be some some sort of rain about. But, you know, from what you've told me, Mondo, and I think, um, you know, look, 
as Henrik said as well, you've got to look at the teams before you can make any sort of call here. And you've done that and, and are leading towards yeah. the Scottish minus. And I must admit, I'm, Henrik, he makes quite a convincing argument there. I, you know, on hearing the teams and that, I'd probably be yeah. leaning in that direction as well. And Agreed. the one thing to keep in mind is Scotland's not exactly a tropical paradise. So if the weather turns crap, it might actually play into their hands a little bit. They're more used to it. I don't know if it'll be a spectacle. Both of these teams aren't exactly setting the world on fire. But, yeah, I think Scotland, you know, like a 30-10 kind of result. When other team really looked the goods, but Scotland never in doubt. Right. Well, just a reminder, if you're not subscribed to our weekly newsletter, we'll be sending that out tomorrow sometime. I'll no doubt be analysing the show and coming up with a best bet. We did give it a skip last week. There was absolutely no rugby to talk about. Although I've got to tell you guys, I backed Harmon in the golf at 150 to 1. Can you believe it? I absolutely well yeah. well And I've had much, I had much bigger bets on Scheffler and, and Cameron Smith. And of course, those two went missing. And my 150 to 1 shot that, of course, I just had a few rand on, but it was enough to ensure quite a quite a lack of profit. So, yeah, I've quite enjoyed the last couple of well, the the sort of last week without a bit of rugby. It was nice to take take a bit of a, a, a break. Uh, just I, Darren I, coming in on that one. Looked at the Scots side. Healy at ten, back them to cover the handicap, and uh, Farid saying thirty ten is a great call. He agrees as well. So quite a lot of agreement there in the live chat. But gents, we're moving on to the well. There's nothing else really to talk about from a rugby point of view this weekend. So let's go on to our best bets. And Mondo, what are your best bets of the weekend? Um, shit. Look, my and most you, Henry? No, I'm only kidding. Now carry on a month. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can't look much further than overs on South Africa points. I think that's that's got to right. be close to everyone's heart. Um, I think yeah, that would probably and if in the Samoa Fiji game, if there's a points line anything below sixty, yeah, I would I would probably say maybe that. But you know, being a reasonable level-headed punt, South Africa with 37 and a, or whatever it is, anything under 40, I would say is, is, is doable, is still a decent bet. Right, South Africa overs a confident pick there from Mondo. Right, Henrik, what do you think best bet? Yeah, Brent, um, I'm, not, I'm not confident on anything this weekend, but you know, box minus for me. Um, because I, I expect them to put on a bit of a uh, defensive effort as well. And Alice Park has always been good for the box. It's like the, um, the Auckland of New Zealand. So, yeah, box minus for me. But what's the best minus? You, you, you quoted 18 and a half. Is there anything lower? I, I, haven't, seen, I haven't seen less generally. But I must admit, I didn't look around. I didn't look around. Anything under three converted tries, I'd be happy to take the box and the minus. Brent, are we going to talk Netball World Cup after this? Yes, let's chat a bit of Netball World Cup. <laughs> chat a bit of it. Just, just to run through Johan's treble here. Um, his weekly treble. Fiji win Australia over 20 and a half and box over 36 and a half. Johan, I like that one a lot. And that's at 13 to 2. That's a nice one. Stephen Mark said best bet the box points. Seen Bo, SA any minus. And uh, Farid Manuel goes, box on a Mursa minus. He also <laughs> like babies on the minus. But yes, uh, let's let's chat a little bit of um, Netball World Cup. Henrik, have you started? I mean, I've tried to study a little bit of form in that, but 
I must admit, I've been battling a bit to find to find uh, you know what way to go. What do you what do you make of the netball cup? And of course, gets going tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. Is it that early? No, I was un- actually only joking, Brent. But actually, I had a look at I actually I had a look I had a look at the handicaps, and there's some big handicaps. Eh? But I, um, like I think the you, shortest price, I think the shortest price tomorrow in the opening game is something like one to sixteen or something like that. And sure, okay. yeah, I mean, there's total points as well. Like I'll give you an example. The, yeah, I saw the game that. between New Zealand and Trinidad and Tobago, I think, or something they played. Yeah. New Zealand are are minus 55 and a half and total goals is like 104 and a half so yeah it's gonna be no, very I, very interesting you you might might have to look at unders on on the the, the underdog as yes. it's but there are also saw like, saw like minus 66 and minus 72 and a half handicap crazy I but yeah, yeah, unfortunately, I, know, I don't know anything about netball. I was only joking about that. One. I can tell you, though, that they've got actually quite a nice format. It wouldn't work for rugby. And the reason it wouldn't work for rugby is your World Cup would take a hell of a long time to get through. But because netball can play every day, they've got four groups of four. And the top three in each group then form two other groups of six. And hmm. you go through with your group. So those games carry forward. And then you play another group and you get those matches. And then ultimately, from there, you get your semifinals. So what that does mean is you've got a very good chance, even if, like take South Africa, for example. South Africa actually, there's four huge favorites and then there's South Africa sort of fifth and then there's the rest. So South Africa, you know, they're in the the group with one of the big favorites, but they have got a chance, you know, if they're good enough, they should progress and they've got a a chance of getting through this. It's going to be interesting to to see what happens there. And, And Mondo, is it something you're going to have a look at? Are you going to go to any of the games that's down in Cape Town? Well, it's it's funny you should mention. I was in I was in town this afternoon, and you know it's it's not like a mainstream sport, not to be belittling anything, but you know I mean it's 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 not something you, you think of all yeah. the time. And the presence in town, the police presence, and you know it's it's quite a big scale spectacle. And I hope the the people of Cape Town support it. You know, it looks like they've really done it properly, and it's going to be something quite legit. You know, my stupid brain was like oh is this going to be on par with like the under 20s no this is a legit world-class event by the looks of it so i want to try and go watch a game or two i think we should support them and obviously i am a degenerate so i'll definitely have a punt or two yeah, have a... okay, I'll, I'll, I'll say something which is not going to please netball fans i'm looking forward to it from a betting point of view in that but for me netball is not a great game to watch and it's not because I mean, I love watching. You guys know I was mad about the Ladies Rugby World Cup. I was up at 2 in the morning watching that. But netball is a sport. And I'll tell you what one of – and you guys watch netball and tell me what you think afterwards. One of the big problems with netball is it's too easy to score a goal. So I was looking back because I did do a bit of research and I was looking back at the last World Cup. And I think it was the semifinal, the final was like a 53-52 or something. But the one Australian shooter got 30 out of 30 shots in. Now, I'm saying if they want to – I'm saying netball, the problem with netball is when it gets in that circle, it's almost a goal without, without, and to me that takes away, but it's a little bit like penalty shootouts all the time. They should somehow make it harder to score, whatever they do, because some of these six foot eight girls and they just pop the ball in the net. And for me, that takes away, you know, you still, there's lots of skill involved. It's a really tough sport to play and all the rest of it. But for me, when it gets into that center circle there where they, where they shoot, it's just too easy, you know, not for me, but for them. And, and that's I'll, what I would change. I'll, I'll tell sense. you, my, my cousin, yeah, my cousin, 
plays for Marty Deadpool, and she's six foot two, six foot okay. one, six foot two, and she, so she's always been tall. She's had a growth spurt, and the height in the height difference in women up until professional is so profound. So there's no one can block the shots. There's no nothing. So like you say, it's it's money ball. But that's every the other problem. Time. That's the other problem with netball. You're not allowed to actually block. There's that exactly. element of not a contact game, but like yeah. so if the girl's shooting, I think you should be able to yeah. jump in her face yeah, and exactly. catch the ball block out of her hand and stuff. You can't do that sort of stuff. So anyway, I'm going to watch. I'm definitely looking, you know, I'll bet on anything and have a look. But for me, the problem <laughs> with netball, it's not any, to me, they need to look at that game and say, how do we make this game more, you know, more exciting, more, 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 more entertaining to watch? And I'm just praying that there's no hardened netball players going to be watching the end of our show because then I, I know I'm going to be in serious trouble. I was telling you guys something quite amusing. I, I was on Facebook and, I, and you know, the Tour de France just finished. And I was on some, I can't remember what, was one of these things that popped up on my timeline, not, not that I subscribed to it. But it was talking about the Danish people and how happy they are that Vinegard won the, the Tour de France and all of that sort of stuff. And, and he was brilliant, you know. But I made a chirp underneath. I said something like, even the Danes deep down wanted Pogacar to win the, win the thing. Because I've taken some abuse for that comment. The Danes don't have, much of a, they don't have much of a sense of humor when it comes to that. You opened yourself up there, Brent, eh? Yeah, no, no. I opened myself up. And it was more, I actually do know one Danish guy. So I was hoping he would see it and like just see me giving a rip. But some of the Danes, they, they've really come at me on, on that one. And Mark Dumpy <laughs> joins us now. Now, Mark, you're just in time for the end of the show, mate. We've done the best bets. You'll have to watch the replay, but uh, good to see you and hope you are well. Stephen, cheers. Have a great weekend. And uh, <laughs> what does T. Kawanga say here? I thought you guys were joking. <laughs> what do you say? I thought you guys were joking. thought you were talking about Women's Football World Cup. Yeah, that's also on at the moment. The problem for me there with that women's football World cup is I haven't been able to watch any of the games. I've never really got into it. But um, it's a yeah. terrible time. It's way too early yeah. in the morning as well. It's quite, the, quite the, tough. Banyana Banyana are playing at I think two o'clock tomorrow morning. Yeah. I think they, they played Sweden or Switzerland or something and they conceded an own goal and I think they just lost. But anyway, <laughs> we'll see. Mark, your apologies accepted. We've got a good weekend of rugby betting ahead. It sounds like Henrik and Mondo will be punting some netball as well. Maybe I'll put a netball bet up as the best bet in the newsletter tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks, all the boys in the live chat. Great to have you on. Undertaker, you, both of our Wi-Fi's held up tonight. That was good news. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Cheers, guys. guys. Have a great weekend. Good luck. Cheers, Mondo. Thanks, mate. Thanks a lot. Cheers, everyone. Yeah.